Well, welcome back to Between Two Buffs. Uh, today we want something a little different. Uh, we want to talk to some of our key spouses about some things that are going to go on. So number one, what is the key spouse program? Two, debunking some myths. And three, get a better understanding of how we, kind of leaders in the military community, can get the message out to all of our family members, our dependents, and everybody. So I have Nicole and Katie with me today, which is fantastic, uh, bringing in a nationally recognized key spouse of the year, uh, who's been a tremendous asset to us. And then I see Nicole quite often as she's in the, the front office, uh, not telling Hawk what to do, but informing us of things that are going on. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I got to admit, 22 years in the Air Force, uh, been married almost the entire time. I still don't understand what the Key Spouse program is and uh, what it brings to the airmen out there. So can you give me a little bit of crib note on that, please? Sure, thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, so the Key Spouse program, the quickest way to explain it is that the key spouses are essentially the conduit between the families and the squadron leadership. Uh, it is a unique program per squadron, so it changes a little bit based on the needs of the squadron. Um, ultimately, we are there to support the families and the airmen, uh, make sure that information is getting disseminated accurately, and make sure that the families have the tools f to succeed and thrive. Okay. Great. And so you're paid for this, correct? We are not. It is not. a volunteer position. Okay. Well, we should be. No. <laughs> I think many would argue that, yes, that is a true statement. Okay. Uh, but it's, this is predominantly a social club, right? It's all about playing bunko and having, you know, cocktails on the back porch, right? Not like, at all. Oh, okay. So that is the biggest misconception, which is, I think, one of the reasons why it's the hardest thing for people to actually respond to us when we reach out is that they automatically assume that we are the spouses club. Each base typically has a spouses club, but that is completely separate from the key spouse program. Okay. And the key spouse program is run by the commander of each squadron, where the spouses program is a base-wide gotcha. program. I mean, it's typically run by a board of spouses. Okay. All right. So just doubling down on making sure that information gets from the leaders to the airmen, but more importantly to their families. Correct. Okay. What have you found to be like really effective tools uh, to get the message out? Is it social media? Is it having all calls? Is it visiting people at their home? Is it having barbecues in the park? What, what have you found that has enabled us to get the message deep and wide? I think utilizing social media, okay. definitely, especially with the younger generation that's coming in. They know it very well. Um, being able to, you know, spread our message there, but we also hold events okay. within our squadron. We have a really great commander. Um, like Nicole was saying, it's, you know, commander-led within each squadron, so they kind of set it up their vision to what the program is. And our commander has done a great job at providing opportunities to put us out there for picnics. Um, we were just, we just held a diversity day. We had a table there. So that's kind of how we try to reach, you know, our family members and the members of our squadron is through um, those things. We're also present at newcomer briefings oh, okay. within our squadron. So they can kind of see us there and put a face with it and to remove the stigma. I think that's a big thing um, that there is a stigma with the key spouse group that, um, some people are hesitant to get involved or share information because they see it as maybe more of something that's like a social club 
you know, that was something that was talked about last year at the conference is it's trying to put a face to what the key spouse program really is, um, that we're there to support, you know, the squadron. We're there to provide assistance. We're not there to know your gossip or your, your drama. That's not our job. But if you need help, we're here. Okay. And we can point you in the right direction. Okay. So one of the big things that we've all faced, right, because we've all gone through a couple of PCSs in our time associated with the military is that people are always coming and going. Any suggestions or advice on how to build up kind of that cadre or that bullpen of key spouses out there? What if you're, you're new to Barksdale or new to a unit and you want to become a key spouse? How do you pursue that? Well, if you don't know who your key spouses are yet, the shirt is always a good contact. Um, he's He or she is a little more easily reachable than the commander Okay. Uh, when you're brand new, per se. Uh, but also, one thing that we try to do, and I know a lot of key spouses worldwide as well, we'll try to do kind of a soft handoff. So when the active duty member PCSs and they get a sponsor at their new base, we will also try to hand off that family and that spouse over to the new key spouses in the new squadron. It gives the family a resource at their new location so they can find out information that they maybe don't know. And then it also helps build that sense of family already before you get there. It tends to help you feel a little less isolated when you get to a new location. Okay, fantastic. I appreciate that. Uh, But I guess continue on with uh, the PCS piece, commander's PCS as well. So what advice would you give to a, a commander new to a unit to uh, continue a, a solid and robust key spouse program or to energize or re-energize a key spouse program or, or any other advice that you would have for a new commander, whether it's squadron group, wing, what have you? Uh, definitely, if you are a new commander coming in, lean on the key spouses that you already have. A lot of them have been there. They know who is there, what's going on. But another thing would be to instill kind of program bare minimums in a way. So having an updated roster going out to the key spouses consistently is a big one. And that way the key spouses are able to run on their own, essentially, when there is that lull in change of command. So you're not starting over from scratch at the very beginning. Okay. Gotcha. That. It's very helpful because this summer we're going to rotate about half of our squadron commanders and one of our group commanders. And as you know, you know, we're on about an every other year cycle. So we're uh, getting a new one. All right. (laughs) Well, then it sounds like we've got some some techniques and some practices. Yeah, yeah. We're excited. I mean, and like Nicole said, you kind of run off, you know, if if you have an established group that's running well, you're you kind of you luck out. So we have, you know, nine key spouses currently but we have a large squadron so that works well and we kind of all work at different you know rates some can only provide you know help here and there and then others are more active but he's going to get real lucky no No, our commander is then um to establish one that was a big thing that him and his wife had talked about is making sure that whoever inherited our program that they took on something that they could go with because I think that's important. Some commanders, you know, don't utilize the key spouses. And I think that, you know, it's unfortunate because it's something that, you know, can help to reach out to the families. Sometimes I think that, you know, the man in the military suit can be a little intimidating to some of the spouses or whatnot. And so they don't feel like um, as 
I don't know, maybe um, easily to talk to or whatever. We, we just kind of put a face to it. And I'm the, you know, I'm the spouse. So it's like, you know, you can come talk to me. and We don't carry rank. So that, <laughs> I think, makes it a little easier, easier. and a little less yeah. intimidating, intimidating to go up to, you know, a spouse versus going up to your super- supervisor mm-hmm. or yeah. to the commander. A lot of people, especially younger airmen, are also just afraid that whatever they say will fall back on their spouse's record or performance or ability to promote. I mean, we help make sure that that doesn't happen. Okay, a little bit of circle of trust. Exactly. Okay, well, that's very helpful. So uh, new commander coming in, right? So it's yep. UMXS. Mm-hmm. Um, is the commander spouse, if they have one, mandated to be a key spouse? Must they be a key spouse? No. no. Okay, what about... Uh, rank of the of the military member are there certain ranks or you know spouses attached to a member of a certain rank that we don't want to have be a key spouse we or? want everyone <laughs> yeah and that's what makes it great is the diversity I think that's something you know that we talked on is um, you know we have different walks of life different backgrounds um, and so to kind of reach that broad audience or you know all of those spouses I think it's important to incorporate all ranks, you know, all backgrounds, because keeping it diverse creates, you know, more of like they can relate to somebody. Gotcha. So. Okay. Well, I think that's probably a good chance for us to segue into topic number two is, you know, what's changed over the last 50 years. So that's really me bringing my experience of 50 plus years of service and the two of you talking about recency. Uh, right. But, you know, let's, let's set the paradigm, right? 50 years ago, the military member was male. It was very much a you know a, a heterogeneous marriage. So military member, male, female spouse, two and a half kids and a dog. The spouse it really was the wife. Didn't work. Was at home, and it was somewhere between a key spouse and a spouse club, as, as you had explained. That's not today. I mean, in my case, uh, I'm geographically separated from my spouse. She's a professional. Uh, she's pursuing her career. Uh, it's not involved in this. What 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 does today's key spouse program look like that would look very different than kind of the black and white TV of yesteryear or maybe the first episodes of WandaVision would look like? <laughs> right. Uh, oh. What's what's different today than it was say at the start of the Air Force? Well, we definitely have female active duty members, so the spouses yep. are male. Uh, we do have male key spouses as well, which is a huge asset to us because whether or not we like it. A lot of male spouses just don't like the concept of coming to hang out with a bunch of women. <laughs> uh, for some reason, it's not appealing. Okay, but... well, they're lost, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there's that. You know, there's a lot of spouses that chose to get married, but they don't have kids. Mm-hmm. We have the LGBTQ community as well that is here, and so uh, just like Katie said, you know, having different key spouses from different walks of life, it really helps build that inclusion. Okay. So we don't care what you look like, where you come from, whether you work, you stay at home, you work from home, whatever your situation is, kids, no kids. We like that. Yeah. Because that way we can reach somebody who may be different than us. And we learn from each other. That's what I love about our key spouse group is we are all very, very different. But I've learned from them and I appreciate our friendship. Okay. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. That Don't keep that you know, from being part of, don't keep that from making you become part of, you know, 
participating in a key spouse group. Did or I even, say that right? <laughs> yeah, the squadron is a community too. You know? Yeah, you don't have to be a key spouse. You can just be a part of the squadron and go to events that mm-hmm. happen, and it's really fun. Okay, and there's no obligation, right? It, you can. It's not a full time. Bring what you can. Yeah, that's that's something that I think people, you know, we have key spouses that work at all different levels. Some of them, you know, can only provide things here and there and others are very active. And so that was, you know, um, something that our commander and his wife communicated, like bring what you can, you know, that's important. So sometimes it does take, you know, some time and investment. You've got to commit to it. I don't feel like, you know, you can just be there and not do anything, <laughs> but you know, bring what you can, what service you can give, what talents that you have to to give, you know, what you can is what what's important. Okay. So, no, it's not like you have to make it your job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like for example, so I work as well, and mm-hmm. I have a son, but my husband is not physically in the second OSS right now. So as a key spouse, I've taken a bit of a behind the scenes role with helping to organize and streamline things. Uh, make sure that we have the information we need. I don't have any active duty members or spouses on my roster per se that I contact, but that's mainly because I'm not physically there all the time. And so it's harder for me to call someone and say, hey, how are you doing? You have no idea who I am or who my husband is, uh, but you know, talk to me. Okay. <laughs> so definitely you, it plays your strengths in whatever you can do. Yep. Awesome, appreciate that. All right. Do rapid fire around here. <laughs> favorite favorite experience you've had as a key spouse? Ooh. I think it's really connecting with the other spouses. And so I had a spouse that I was working with who they had just had a baby and her husband was deployed and was coming back. And I was in contact with her a lot because of that. So I really got to know her and I got to see a whole side of things that I'm not familiar with. Uh, I married my husband when he was um, in for eight years already, Mm -hmm. so I just kind of jumped into it, and I didn't see the beginning of joining the Air Force and how that works. Gotcha. Katie? Okay, so I think for me, maybe it's not like one moment, but it's the act of service. Okay. Can I say that? Sure. So I think that it does something for you when you're able to give to others. And that, that part of it, the service aspect. So when you said that, a lot of things that kind of came to mind were just moments of where you're in service of your fellow man or woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's the part that I like probably the best about it, is being able to do that. Okay. So How about an example where you've changed somebody's mind for the positive about the Key Spouse program? We'll go reverse order. Katie, you first. Okay, change somebody's mind about the key spouse program. Um, probably just talking to people at events. I don't know that there's been one specific person. I probably changed my own mind. <laughs> you know, I didn't find out about the program until later on, like almost nine years into you know my husband's service. And so at first I was like, oh, I don't know that that's something I'd want to do because again, there's stigma. You hear things, oh, the key spouse program, it's so full of drama and gossip. And I thought, I don't want any of that. Um, but 
you know, I met with our previous commander and she kind of opened up about what the program was and I thought it was great. It was a great opportunity. So if anything, I've probably changed my mind. But being at um, events and talking to people, even just like this diversity and inclusion that we were just recently at and talking to the young airmen, they were like, what are you? What do you do? You know, and being able to tell them and see them taking pictures with their phones and of our um, poster and stuff, you know, being able to kind of introduce them to what who we are and put a face to it and that we're not scary people and so but i think i probably changed my own mind <laughs> nicole uh, honestly i think i changed my own mind too uh, so my husband was one of those active duty airmen that kind of assumed the key spouse program was another spouse's club mm. then he deployed while we had a newborn baby and the new commander's wife had reached out to see if i was interested in helping out um, I did it because I do like helping people, but it also kind of gave me a way to still be connected to the squadron and know what's going on while my husband was overseas. And so I knew nothing about the Key Spouse program going into it, and I learned so much from all of these different men and women about the program, about the Air Force, and it just really made me want to continue being a Key Spouse as we PCS to new locations. Awesome. All right. What's one thing that... Commander should stop, start, or change with their key spouse program. I I have to say we have been really spoiled. <laughs> We've had a really good commander. If there was anything that we could have probably utilized a little bit more, maybe it was social media. Okay. Um, only because that's you know it's it's what the youth use, or I shouldn't say youth, the younger generations use. Um, but I'm hesitant because there can be, you know, drawbacks to that. Mm -hmm. So I guess just kind of trying to navigate, you know, the social media aspect um, and maybe spouses pages and things like that, that may have been where we could have used that more. Okay. But he's really done a good job. Okay. I don't want to throw him under the bus. <laughs> right. I'm sure he appreciates that. I'll see him afterwards and, okay. and relay your confidence. Uh oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing but praise. Nothing okay. But praise. Uh, I've also actually been really fortunate to have very uh, involved commanders with my squadrons. But I think just as a whole is to really make it a priority. The Key Spouse program, if the commanders buy into it, that it's not just a social club, the airmen will as well. And the Key Spouse program is there to also help the commanders. So we are kind of the eyes and ears of the family side of things. And if something isn't going well at home, that airman or can't get the job done and it might impact the ability to accomplish the mission. So you know, actually buying into the program and leaning on the Key Spouse program will help your squadron succeed. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You've got to take advantage of it because I've heard stories where commanders don't, you know, use the key spouse program, and I think we touched on that a little bit. But um, you, oh. it is what they make of it. So, and it's also different. So, different squadrons, you know, have different needs. Needs. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a squadron that rarely deploys, your key spouse program is probably going to be smaller and a little less active, and then you have squadrons that have an extremely high ops tempo and. I was in a squadron where about a third of the squadron was deployed at any given time. And mm -hmm. your need for the Key Spouse program is even higher at that point just because of the constant movement of people. Okay. So it doesn't have to be this full, robust program, but just 
Utilizing, something yeah. to have the ability and access to get information out is really, I think, the most important part. Okay. So let me see if, I, if I've got it right, because I'm learning with this as well. Um, Key Spouse Program is not a social club. It's really it's uh, a collection of uh, energized, interested members who want to ensure that communication, both up and down the chain and, and both inside the uniform group as well as outside the uniform group, uh, is shared widely. Uh, bring what you can, but you're not obligated to be there every time, all the time. Uh, look, if you wish, look for opportunities to join in. But it's all about keeping people informed and taking care of airmen, their families, dependents in the wider audience. Yeah, and exactly. I think, too, at least within our squadron, um, our commander has utilized key spouses to provide support at events, even if it's just we do do the cookie baking, too. You okay. know, So there are things that in that regard that we have fulfilled within our squadron as well. But I, you know, I like to participate in those things and let them know, you know, hey, here we are, and if it's, you know, a dozen cookies or whatnot to feed the airmen and their families, that's okay, too. So for us, he has utilized us that way, but not in a way that it's like the spouses club, but more so, you know, we just recently had um, a painting event okay. where we had spouses and active duty come, and they, you know, painted with <clears throat> and had wine kind mm-hmm. of thing. So we, we hold events. It's not just about, I'm calling you, you're, you know, you're, your husband's right. deployed, you know, we're holding events too in our squadron and and playing that role as well but we're not there to be like oh it's bunko this week or you know i don't know what the spouses club does i don't want to say that but you know we are still holding events for our spouses and providing support in that regard too all right great well i appreciate the two of you joining us today between two buffs thank you so much i've learned a tremendous amount and like i said i've been in the air force for a little more than a year now so i have I've got a little bit of time. Nicole, Katie, thanks for coming out. Nicole, I'll, I'll let you provide any closing comments and then, of course, hand it over to our award-winning key spouse. So any anything you'd like to add? I can't really think of anything. No, thank you so much for coming. I, I so appreciate uh, your, your thoughts, your comments, and your inputs and really setting me straight today uh, and informing me about what's going on. So thank you. Katie? Sure. Um, Thanks for having us. I'm glad that we were able to kind of just kind of share with you what the Key Spouse Program is about and how it can be used. And I hope that, you know, more people will reach out to us, get involved. Um, Don't be afraid. We're not going to judge you. It's not going to be gossip. We're here to support you. And I feel, you know, I've had spouses approach me, oh, I've never met my key spouse. And that happens. You know, we're we're human beings. and so we make mistakes or we fall short, but we care. We really do care. Um, we care about our families. We care about the mission. And we're here for you. And we're always available. And we'll, if we don't have the answers, we'll point you in the right direction. Okay. So thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you, ladies, for coming out today. And more importantly, thanks for what you do for the members of Striker Nation here. That's it for Between Two Buffs. We'll see you next time.